This feature is brought to you by the Solidarity Fund. Unity in action. COVID-19 has had a negative impact on gender-based violence. The Solidarity Fund has identified GBV as one of its focus areas and has partnered with various organizations to assist with medical and psychosocial services, PPE, and access to shelters. To get help, call the National GBV Command Center on 0800-428-428 or visit the National Shelter Movement's website on nsmsa.org.za. Brought to you by the Solidarity Fund. Unity in action. All right, so this particular conversation is brought to you by the Solidarity Fund. So the COVID-19 pandemic had a negative impact on GBV leading to the Solidarity Fund, identifying GBV as one of its focus areas. Community Keepers is one of the 332 grant recipients in the Solidarity Fund's recent 75 million rand envelope towards GBV organizations that provide critical services to vulnerable men, women and children around South Africa. Now, we do have now uh, a funding executive at Community Keepers on the line with us, Miral Rabba Butlet. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. So let's talk about what Community Keepers do, do does. What, what do you guys do? So we focus on learners, primary school and high school learners, mm-hmm. and we work with par- partner schools. Um, essentially, we wanting to remove the barriers to access. So for learners to try and, and get help through a social worker, a psychologist, often transport and time available mm-hmm. is a barrier to access. So what we do is we actually, we've got a team of 50 social workers, psychologists and counsellors, and we establish consulting rooms on site at the school. Mm-hmm. So we convert classrooms mm-hmm. and we create a special space for them. And then, of course, we include the, the educators and the parents in, in a holistic approach. How, how do you select the schools where you actually open your, your, your offices? Well, it's, it's often a factor of need. So we go to the schools most likely to have least access. Mm. So we choose the schools in the most under-resourced areas. Mm. And then, obviously, we have to find funding partners for an NPO. And so the funding partner often will have certain criteria or certain geographical area where yes. they want him to invest. Yes. So we do run a waiting list, and schools are welcome to contact us to join the waiting list. But we also find that this work works best if we do a community approach. So we like to open five schools in a specific suburb or geographical area so that we really are impacting that area of the community. Mm. So, so where are you currently? Which areas are, are you most uh, visible? Well, you, you know, we're, the Western Cape is actually the most dangerous province for yeah. children. Yeah. So we are across Cape Town area and then through into the Winelands. And then during 2020, we opened up in the Drakenstein area. So we opened five new schools during 2020. Two of them was actually during lockdown, which mm. was quite an experience for us. Yeah. Um, and, and we always open to new areas. I mean, new provinces, other, other areas, um, so long as it's in a cluster-based, um, not in isolation. I mean, I, I love the idea that you insert yourself within the school. During lockdown, we saw children not going to school. How were you reaching them? Well, we were basically homeless when schools closed yes. for that short period of yes. time. Yeah. Um, and so we had, a, we had a decision to make. Either we go into the community where, where some nonprofits did that, mm-hmm. they went and did work in the community. But, but our risk was that our psychologists and social workers being infected might actually render our service 
n- null. Mm-hmm. And so we chose to actually use technology and we pivoted. Mm. Um, and we tapped into school WhatsApp groups. Mm-hmm. That, that for us was really um, a very powerful way of reaching families. We did offer tele counseling, but often learners are not very comfortable talking yeah. through therapy on, on a telephone. But what we found very useful was just doing a check-in with the moms. So we'd phone the family. Often it was the mom who answered the phone, and we'd just check in, you know, how are you doing? Is there anything we can help you with? And that worked really, really well. So that's something we've continued, even yes. though kids are back at school. It's interesting because I, I wonder to what extent the parents then are involved in the work that you do with the children. Because if the home in itself is not safe, you know, to what extent are they aware of the services you're giving to the children? So the service is not only for children who are not safe at home. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the community is not safe, mm. but the parents, are, you know, it's 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 a, mm-hmm. you know, it's, that's just how life yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Or it could be lost. Or it could be um, unintentional neglect. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. many of these families, the parents have to be away for extended periods. Mm. And so there is a, a form of neglect that is not intentional. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to, to know that it's not just those children who have yes, know, violence in their own homes. Sometimes they're just witnessing it. Yeah. And so what has COVID presented to, to, to your offices? What are you seeing? More of the same. Is it? More of the same, mm. but actually a lot more. Mm. Um, mm. When, when schools opened late this year, it was actually a wonderful opportunity for us to spend a bit of time with the educators, mm. just um, working through some of their own anxiety and their own concerns. Yeah. So that by the time the children came, mm. they felt um, secure. Um, but yes, we've just, you know, the, the need is great. The economic effects, um, COVID, the fears, the anxiety, is just, it's just been very difficult. And as you know, statistically, gender-based violence increased during that period. So yeah. while may, many people said stay home, stay safe, yeah, yeah. not always, yeah. not for everyone. So home was not necessarily always safe. Not always. And, and so the fact that, you know, you, you, you've been able to get a bit of a grant um, to extend your work, I, I imagine that you also would love communities to 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 use you, but also to extend on what you're doing. Um, and I wonder how, how that looks like. Is it workshops that you sometimes offer to people to kind of continue on the same vein? Or how do you help communities sort of carry on with the work? So that's one of the things that um, we realized during COVID is our work is confined to the schools, yeah. you know, the brick and mortar where we are. Yeah. But we could actually transcend and, and you know, operate in a digital space. Mm. So all of the material that we've created, it's been paid for by funders. And mm. so by rights, it belongs to the people. Mm-hmm. So we have a mindset that anything that we create should be shared and available for all schools. Mm-hmm. So if you go, go onto our website, we have a big blue button that says, you know, visit our library. And schools or other organizations are very welcome to use that material. Um, and I, I think it's really important for funders to, to invest beyond just the confines of brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. And, and, and only money sometimes, only money. There are, there's the support that's required beyond just the money. Oh, absolutely. But if the message can be shared yes. by everybody, yep. why not? Yep. Yeah. So one of the things um, that we use in our, in our, we have two parts to our work. We have um, the workshops mm-hmm. where we raise awareness mm-hmm. and we de-stigmatize and we put challenging topics on the table. So we talk about things like self-harm, 
we talk about things like dropout. And then we have the counselling as, a, as a, a secondary support to that. But for the workshops, what we did is, you know, children love stories. Um, so we partnered with an animation studio um, who created little conversation starters. So it's just a 60-second little animation that the children can really relate to the story. And it kind of just, you know, it, it makes everyone comfortable and they start to engage. So those are also available on um, on our website for people to download and to use the material. Meryl, is there still a stigma in seeking help? Are you finding that you, you, you're having to do a lot of work in, in, in getting people to embrace the help? Not necessarily the children, but, you know, you spoke of the fact that there is assistance for the adults, for the community. Are people finding it easy to, to reach out? You know, I think there, there, is, there is a stigma that, that exists. But during COVID, we have all had to face our own humanity and our mm. own fragility. Mm. And so I think there's a lot more understanding simply because um, during lockdown, it was a very raw time for everybody. Mm. Um, so I, I don't think anyone was spared. I think we've all had to look deep inside of ourselves and, and understand that a safe place to go and share your story without judgment is actually, um, it should be a human right for everybody. Broadly speaking, I mean, we, we, we kind of get what's been happening with children and how homes are not safe. But, but from the other side, um, the adults in the community, what kind of issues are you seeing come through? So when you talk about adults, are you talking about our educators? Because, as I say, we focus really on schools. Yes. No, so I mean, the level... You you tell me any you know whoever it is that's that's really become your focus at the moment. So so we we look at a school community. So it would then be the caregivers who are essentially the parents, the mm-hmm. guardians, and the educators. Mm-hmm. And levels of anxiety are just heightened. I'm sure it's the mm-hmm. same for you and me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty. People mm-hmm. are dealing with uncertainty around their their mm-hmm. physical health around the economy, their future, their finances, you know, when this is all going to come to an end and mm. when it does end, mm. what, what does it look like, you mm. know, are we? And so I think anxiety really is um, playing a, a major role. Mm. And it's, it's very difficult um, to, to deal with a child who maybe can't articulate that as well as we could. Yeah. So, so we use play techniques. Um, we have um, a sand tray. You can imagine a, a small little sand pit as a sand tray. I actually know what that. I, I love a sand. That? I love okay. a sand tray. I actually know what you're talking about. You yes, do. yes, I do. <laughs> okay, and so we have sand trays um, in our rooms, and then we have swings, and we have boxing bags, and we have toys because children express themselves through story, and mm. they don't always have the words. You know. Um, Having gone back to school um, after the hard lockdown, what we have seen um, are is a lot of loss, Muriel. Um, yeah. And then I wonder on on a mass scale because that's what it feels like that there has been a lot of loss. How yeah. how is this, how are schools coping? Well, my answer is by listening and talking. Mm. So the major role that we play is to listen. Mm-hmm. provide a safe space for people to come and share their story, whatever their story happens to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I noted that there, there's also a lot of focus on bullying that we're seeing come, you know, just rearing its ugly head over again um, in this period. You know, the work that you're doing around that? 
So we combine, um, we, we received funding last year from um, from another fund at the National Development Agency, mm-hmm. and we will extend that program now with a solidarity fund. Mm-hmm. And we combined anti-bullying and gender-based violence because in some ways they are linked. They're not always linked, mm-hmm. but there are some parallels. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we provide children with a toolbox so that they have the means to cope or to seek the help that they need when they need it. Let me just take a quick break, uh, Muriel, and we'll be back with more. And I'll also take calls uh, if anybody wants to comment or maybe ask a question. Uh, 011-714-2006. The WhatsApp notes can be sent on 0614-104-107. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Muriel Butlett is the Media and Marketing Funding Executive at Community Keepers. They are one of the grant recipients from the Solidarity Fund, and they've just extended some of their programs, uh, obviously dealing with GBV, but now she's just told us also about a program they have in, uh, around bullying in schools. So, so Muriel, you know, we, we are obviously getting a lot of people who are saying, you know, how can my school, um, you know, get you guys on their, on their premises and so on. For those who want to partner with you how do they get hold of you um we are we have a website um, communitykeepers.org community keepers one word um otherwise um, facebook instagram linkedin twitter any kind of social media we are present there um they're very welcome to reach out to us it always helps when a school actually writes an email with a motivation explaining exactly what the situation is and ensuring that they have the physical space available to set up these counseling rooms because space is obviously at a premium. So that's often a stumbling block, but they're all very welcome to reach out to us. All right. Mara, before you go, Ephraim, I think, is calling us from Limpopo who wants to ask you something. Good afternoon, Ephraim. Ephraim, good afternoon. Uh, Good day, and how are you? I'm well, thanks. Go ahead. I'm all right. Can you hear me? Yes, we can, loud and clear. All right. Yeah, um, I think uh, uh, that's a pretty good um, from what we hear from the lady. We really appreciate. So uh, the only thing that I really want to ask, because it seems like uh, that kind of school has been going through even during the COVID, if I heard correctly. Is it, is it, um, am I still on the track? They, they're not in one school. They, they assist schools. Um, they assist schools? Yes. All right. So and then it's mm, that kind of service. How can they uh, enlarge that? How can they just go out of? Uh, I mean, to reach out uh, the, the people, especially in the rural areas, because really this kind of service that we 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 we, we would like to have up. Mm. Um, but that's what she was just saying, Ephraim, to say if you've got a school that uh, would love them, uh, you know, in their premises, just reach out to them. I'll give you the details. And then they're yeah. able to, to perhaps connect with you and then see how they can be a part of your community. All right. And another thing, um, I think maybe I would like also just to leave my numbers with the lady mm-hmm. because I do have uh, one of the premises that I'm not using mm-hmm. and that uh, I would like to... Hook uh, with her, and then we see if we cannot uh, just uh, um, utilize it in a way of like helping those people, especially in the rural area of, um, uh, especially in the place that I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. I know that that is going to be so, so, so useful. Mm-hmm. And especially again, mm-hmm. we do have some of the schools that, due to the the roll calls of the um, learners, some of the schools are just abandoned. 
Mm-hmm. Why can't that lady just uh, reach with us and then we can uh, give her some of those premises that are no longer um, uh, utilized? Sounds amazing. Uh, Meryl, your comments? Um, so for rural areas, we actually, we're very eager to go into rural areas, but I must also just um, repeat what we said about the materials we have available. If we're not able to physically be there ourselves, it's the material that we're very happy to share with schools. So I think it's sort of a two-pronged approach there. Mm. Um, perhaps you could leave the yeah. listener's telephone number and yeah. I'd be very happy to have um, engage and have a conversation yeah. with them. Lovely. Thank you so much for that, uh, Ephraim. I will definitely give you the, we'll exchange each other's um, details so that you can have that conversation. Muriel, thank you so much for your time. Muriel Butler is a media marketing and funding executive at Community Keepers. And uh, for you, if you are somebody who is got a problem around GBV or you know somebody who does, their National Command Centre is open 24-7 and the number on that um, command centre is 0800-428-428. And if you're unable, unable to speak, you can just send a please call me and you can do that by dialing star 120 star 7867 hash. Or you can also SMS help to 31531. COVID-19 has had a negative impact on gender-based violence. The Solidarity Fund has identified GBV as one of its focus areas and has partnered with various organizations to assist with medical and psychosocial services, PPE, and access to shelters. To get help, call the National GBV Command Center on 0800-428-428 or visit the National Shelter Movement's website on nsmsa.org.za. Brought to you by the Solidarity Fund. Unity in action. This feature was brought to you by the Solidarity Fund. Unity in action.